Welcome to Tribe Talk, where we focus on the topics that will help you improve your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. I'm Dr. Elena Villanueva, and helping people improve their mental health is my passion. I'm Ann Hutira, and nutrition is my passion. Together, we invite you to be a part of our tribe and learn how addressing the root causes of your symptoms can bring you improved health and wellness. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour of Tribe Talk. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Villanueva, Chief Health Coach of Modern Holistic Health here with Tribe Talk today. And we are super excited because I have an old mentor of mine, um, Dr. Jay Dunn, who first introduced me into the world of epigenetics. And I am just so thrilled to have her on today. Uh, Dr. Dunn, thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, my privilege. Thank you so much for inviting me. And we've got, uh, we've got a lot to get to today. Dr. Dunn, again, thank you for being here. Let me tell you all a little bit about Dr. Dunn. She's been practicing natural medicine for over 30 years. She's a chiropractic physician and certified in functional medicine. And she's internationally known as a lecturer on genetics and nutrition, uh, teaching physicians around the world on how to use genetic information to get to the underlying cause of disease. Now, her drive to understand true cases and her passion for helping those who are suffering from depression, anxiety, and attention issues have led her to create a program called My Happy Genes. She's the author of the books, Holistic Kinesiology and Perfect Health in Paradise, both available on Amazon. Amazon. Thank you again for being here, Dr. Dunn. We're really excited to talk to you today and, and to hear what you have to say. Thank you, Anne. I appreciate it from both of you. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, you've got a background, not only in chiropractic medicine, but in kinesiology as well, correct? Yeah, that was, that was really my first love and my first foray really into natural medicine. I, you know, was a sick puppy and that was the thing that kind of gave me my life back, you know, it was a long story short, but uh, I became a kinesiologist before I was a chiropractor, which is kind of like backwards. So a lot of chiropractors become kinesiologists afterwards, but I just, I fell in love with it. I thought it was the most crazy thing I'd ever seen that somebody would be pushing on your arm and getting information, but oh my gosh, it worked. And, and then I started using it and it worked. And so I've, I've been in love with it ever since. I can't imagine living my life without uh, muscle testing or kinesiology. You know, it really is amazing how your body will tell you everything that you need to know if you understand how to talk to your body. And kinesiology, for those of you listening today, um, you know, to this episode, um, this this provides um, a methodology in which you can understand what the body is trying to tell you. And so it's super, super awesome. And I know that just like me, you have a passion for helping people find their emotional balance and live happier, healthier lives. And so you, you dive into things like, um, you know, neurotransmitter or brain chemistry imbalances with people that are struggling with anxiety and depression. And so, you know, I would love for you to share the story uh, behind the, um, you know, creation of your My Happy Genes book, um, because I'm guessing that this kind of dives into some of that, maybe. 
Yeah, very much so. And uh, it, it kind of happened because I'm, I am always searching for more answers. And I imagine both of you two are as well. Um, I, I just never rest until I feel like I have all the answers for all the patients. And I, I know it's an impossible thing, but you know, we're on a mission to figure out the body and how it works. And I, you know, after practicing for 30 years, I still had some questions in my mind. You know, I had a very successful practice in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and people coming from all over the world to see me, et cetera. Um, lots of good responses, but there were a subset of people that I never could get anywhere with. And I was one of those people. And, you know, I had a lifelong struggle with depression. Nobody knew it. You know, it was not something I talked about. And it's something that I constantly had to work on and try to get myself out of. And chronic fatigue syndrome that I couldn't get on top of. I mean, I'm, I'm a functional medicine practitioner. I know, uh, you know, chiropractic, I do emotional work, I do all the things, all the tools I had in my bag, and I couldn't fix myself. And again, I didn't really talk about it because it was kind of an, a source of embarrassment, if you will. And um, then again, some of my patients that consistently, same thing over and over again, they'd come into my practice, like here's a, here's a virus again, or here's, you know, whatever it was, it would seem to come back all the time. And there was a third thing that kept me looking. And, and it was uh, the fact that my father died of lung cancer at 55. He was a big smoker, big drinker, you know, never exercised and never did anything healthy, but that, so that wasn't a mystery really, but the mystery was his best friend did the same exact things that he did and lived another 30 years. He married my mom after my dad died. So that's why I like, I watched this experiment unfold. And, you know, in, in our, in our lives as practitioners, we go, yeah, genetics. That's the only thing that we can kind of like, you know, say about that. And then, you know, we sort of park it on the side and go, yeah, it's genetics. Well, when, you know, when the genome project was finished, um, it really gave us an insight into understanding how we could work with our genes. Not that, you know, oh, boy, sorry, sucks to be you kind of thing, but that you can actually work with your genes and, and create epigenetic changes, you know, so that it isn't written in stone just because you have a particular gene that you're going to express a particular symptom or, or disease process, but you can actually work with your genes. Um, and that's what we've been doing with diet and lifestyle factors. But when I started looking into genetics and getting my genes tested, you know, I initially did it with 23andMe and we put it through some of these early algorithms and um, found one of the genes that I found that was so important to me understanding my brain chemistry was the vitamin D receptor. And, you know, in, in our practices, and I'm, maybe you've seen this where my, my vitamin D levels were 18 for most of my life. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'd take vitamin D and it wouldn't go anywhere. It would just like, it would just stay there. So once I realized I had inherited a genetic variant in the vitamin D receptor, it made a lot of sense to me because uh, number one, it, it, vitamin D didn't muscle test for me. And number two, it never worked for me. And um, so it made sense that the receptor, my receptor doesn't work, you know, vitamin D can't get in there and, and attach. And so when I started working with the vitamin D receptor nutritionally and trying to figure out the nature of this receptor, how do I work with it? How do I make it work better? How do I absorb vitamin D? And then I figured it out. I found the, the key ingredients, bam, turned on my vitamin D receptor. And suddenly my brain started making serotonin and dopamine. And those are our kind of our happy neurotransmitters. And I was happy, like for the first time ever, uh, it was like, oh, that's what happy is. I had never felt it before. I'd heard about it. <laughs> I thought I had felt it, but I really had never 
physically felt it. You know, it was yeah. like, my brain changed just like that. And I went, oh my gosh, this has got to be the answer. And it was one of those things where you get chills when you know you're on to like the missing piece or a big chunk of the missing piece. Yeah, that's that's really amazing. I I I uh I wanted to jump in and just add to what you're saying. There are so many people who have been living um below baseline yeah. for all of their lives or for so many years in their life that they don't even know what it feels like to feel normal. And when we get people in for the first time and we have them, you know, in their first week of work with us, we have them filling out their symptom sheet and we go through their symptom sheet and we explain to them that, you know, over the course of time that, you know, what we expect to see and what we want them to expect to see are improvements in their symptom sheet. And we might ask them like, okay, you know, for your depression out of from a zero to a 10 with 10 being the worst and zero meaning, you know, no more symptom, uh, you where, you know, where do you fall with the depression? And they'll say, oh, you know, I don't know, maybe a six. And I'm like, okay. And then when you go back and you talk to them a year later, they say, I didn't even know how depressed I was because I didn't know what it felt like to feel happy. I was really like a 10. Like I had no idea how bad I was because I've been living like that since I was like five years old. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, those, those kind of things, you know, that's so true because we don't know what we don't know. And, and I didn't. I didn't know. And I'd beat myself up about it too. Like, why can't I just be happy when I, what's the matter with me? I got a good life, you know? And so I would listen to positive tapes and do affirmations and do all the things that people do to get out of depression. And it just never, never did anything, never worked for me. But um, the other interesting thing was, you know, when I looked up, when I started researching the vitamin D receptor, I found a study that showed that uh, people with that uh variant in their genetics have a higher risk of lung cancer when they smoke. So I went, ah, okay, there's dad. <laughs> and the other interesting thing is it's the vitamin D receptors involved in uh, activating your immune system to fight infections. And so bam, my lifelong, well, it was about 40 years of struggle with uh, Epstein-Barr virus and chronic fatigue syndrome was gone. Uh -huh. Ah, I got to bring this to the world. And that's when I started really diving in there and trying to understand how do we work with genes? You know, what, what cofactors do they need? What co coenzymes do they need? And how do we, how do we make up for the fact that you have a genetic variant like that um, and put together a program? And so I, that's what I taught doctors all around the country. And I think you were in one of the classes there as well. Um, and so because I had such tremendous results and because my patients uh, had tremendous results. And because the doctors that I worked with had tremendous results, I was like, I gotta bring this to the world. And so that's when we created the My Happy Genes program, which is does all the work for you, um, calculates your genes, looks at your what symptoms you're having, and then kind of spits out a, a diet, lifestyle, and nutri nutrient program based on all of that information. So it's, you know, it's like, we're going after mainly like brain chemistry issues, depression, anxiety, ADD, addictions, which has been stunning what we're seeing with addictions, um, PTSD, uh, those sort of things. So, and I know you're working in, in that realm as well, doing a, a, a brain chemistry, what you call it, a, a brain chemistry, mental health series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Our five-part mental health masterclass was um, 
was, you know, my version of your happy jeans book. Uh, it was, you know, getting, and there's enough content in there to make a book, you know, which we do plan on, on doing, you know, sometime this year, but, um, it was, it was my way of, you know, of being able to get that information out to the world to let people know you're not broken. There are answers and there are solutions. And let me show you what it is that we have found that has not only helped me, but has helped, you know, thousands of other, um, you know, people around the world that are struggling just like you. Yeah, very much so. And that, that seems like we're on the same, the same focus there. And I just feel like there's this, this middle ground of people who you can't consider them really mentally ill. And they're struggling, you know, but they feel like, well, I don't want to get on drugs. I don't want to do counseling per se. It never seems to work. And they're the ones I think that, you know, they just struggle. They just feel like, okay, this is what I have to deal with in my life. You know, this is, this is the way it's going to be. And it doesn't have to be that way. Cause there's so much you can do to, to tweak your brain chemistry, to um, turn it on and get it, you know, get it normalized. So that's pretty exciting. That's, you know, it's super exciting. And I will even challenge the uh, diagnosis of mentally ill in any way, shape or form or capacity, because when a, when a doctor gives a diagnosis to a client and the client then believe, or the, the patient, whatever you want to call them, then they believe that diagnosis. They go home and read about that diagnosis and all of the things that come with that diagnosis. And what happens to them? They wear it. <laughs> they wear it and they manifest it. Yeah. And, you know, we understand that. And I know that you know this. Our bodies and our spirits are highly intelligent and they can heal and they do heal if you remove the barriers. You know, nobody is mentally ill. And and who is to who's to say that? You know, who came up with what's right and what's wrong and what's normal and what's not? If a person is acting in a certain way, shouldn't we be going, hmm, what's going on in their mind, their body, or their spirit? That's, that is not allowing their energy and, you know, their, their God-given light to flow through them so that they can express themselves fully in love and light and happiness and joy. If they can't do that, if they're struggling with that, what is it? Was it a heightened emotional experience, you know, that maybe changed their ability to express their VDR TAC gene, that vitamin D gene, where now they can't utilize their vitamin D and then it causes a whole cascade of problems. Okay, well then let's deal with that heightened emotional experience. And, you know, maybe 30 years of counseling isn't going to work. I mean, you know, if you have to go through 30 years of counseling, is it really working? And why are you still going? You know, why don't you try something different like, you know, an ayahuasca journey or an LSD therapy with a licensed practitioner who can, you know, in one session can eliminate your PTSD that you've had for 20 years that's caused you to, to be a manic depressive or have schizophrenia or whatever it is, right? Like, we can get to the root causes and, you know, people like you and I, we just need to resonate our voices out there to the world and let people know they are not broken. They do not need to identify with their diagnosis that there are answers and solutions. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. There are people that are at risk, you know, of hurting themselves. And that, those are the people we, you know, we don't want to be swaggering about, you know, like, Hey, just fuck up. 
but no, you're absolutely right. And you know, the interesting thing is because I, I did emotional work on a lot of people over the years and it had amazing results. And some people, it was just a bottomless pit of, it, of emotional issues. And yeah. once we get their brain chemistry fixed though, then they have a baseline that, to work from where we can get in there and get those main issues. So it's, it's like, there's this crossover going on between, you know, is, is it truly an emotional cause or was it a biochemical cause then that exacerbated the emotions? And you know, when we look at uh, an enzyme like the COMPT, the COMT that breaks down your stress hormones, if you're born with a genetic variant there, your stress level is up here all the time. So the minute you get you know, into a, a traumatic event, bam, you're escalated up to here. Yeah. If we can bring your physiology down to here and then clear that PTSD event, then bam, bam, uh, it all falls into place. So we- Oh, we absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's just, you know, it's just figuring out, like looking at the person as a whole and figuring out what's taking priority here. You know, what do we need to work on first? Do we need to put this person on like high dose methylfolate, maybe some sublingual methyl B12, some vitamin D with vitamin K. Let's get them going on that for the next 60 days and let's see how they do, you know, and then changing their diet around. And then we can go in and start working on some of the heightened emotional experiences. Or do we need to kind of work on both at the same time? Do we need to integrate some breath therapy, you know, some breath work to kind of help pull them, you know, physiologically out of fight or flight while we bring in the nutritional side? You know, it's just kind of like looking. And that's what's really cool about what you do with the kinesiology where you're talking to the body because you can like directly ask the body, okay, you know, what is it that you want and need first and then second and then third? And, you know, I absolutely love that. We don't incorporate a lot of kinesiology. Um, well, actually, I'll take that back. In a way, we kind of do with our brain repatterning therapist, Rosita. Mm -hmm. She will incorporate that type of, of, of kinesiology um, mm -hmm. work. Um, actually, you know, she'll actually do it, um, you know, the, remotely. So she's not doing it, you know, in person, but the cool thing is that you can do it remotely as well. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I know, um, Anne had a story or Anne had a, a question that she wanted to ask you. Yeah, Dr. Dunn, let me ask you this for the, for the average person out there who doesn't have a history or a lot of knowledge about epigenetics and genetics, how does someone one, discover what their genes are saying, and then how does somebody interpret that genetic blueprint? Uh, that's a really good question, Anne. Um, you know, we, again, I used to use 23andMe and Ancestry, but I found their information to be problematic on several levels. One is it only gives us about half of the information that we are looking at as far as uh, understanding underlying brain chemistry and, and health risks. Um, so we're, we wanted a program with a lot more data. Second problem with them is they do sell your information. So, you know, it's a little bit of a privacy issue with them as well. And the third issue that we found with them was the, the spitting in the little tube was really difficult for some patients, especially small children and older adults. Mm -hmm. So uh, we actually have created our own DNA test um, and it's called My Happy Genes. Here it is right here. And it's, uh, you can go online to myhappygenes.com and buy that, but um, it tests, we, we have 376,000 uh, SNPs that we test for. We only report on about 500 of those because we don't need all of that information, but about 500 of those genes give us a really good amount of information. And then we process it through our um, algorithm to give that information. So 
it, it'll, it'll show you, you know, for those people who are sort of bootstrappers, like I want to figure it out myself. I want to look at, you know, what is this gene? What does it do? I want to do the research. I want to do the deep dive into understanding my bio, biochemistry. Uh, it gives you that information and it has links on it to studies showing, you know, this gene uh, codes for this enzyme that does this in the body. And here's the studies to show where that information came from. And it's, you know, it's good studies are from PubMed. Uh, and National Institute of Health. And so we, and then we also calculate their, their risk of a particular issue. Let's say it's depression. So there are maybe 50 genes that are involved in depression. It isn't one gene, one issue. You know, the, the VDR just happened to be like core for me, but it's only one gene. Uh -huh. uh, so we look at, we tally up all of those genes out of the 50, you may have inherited 10 of those you know, that are uh, what we call homozygous, which means like one gene from mom, one gene from dad, both of those genes were the wrong code, uh, which can impair, you know, the, its function in the body. But uh, so we give you a, a, an average risk. So for depression, let's say from mine was like way up in the 80%. I was like, wow, that explains a lot. My lifetime, you know, kind of struggle with depression was definitely more than just the VDR, but uh, there was a definite hereditary component there. It was so relieving to me. It gave me so much compassion for myself. But then we look at, you know, ADD or anxiety or, you know, your risk of those, of those different categories. And then you can, you know, like I say, you can deep, deep dive into each of the individual genes and see how they work. Um, and then we also do the same thing with diet, you know, looking at, because uh, how, how do you guys know what diet to put somebody on? It's tricky, you know, what's, I think keto is the latest fad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, mm, bad idea. You know, they, mm -hmm. their, their gallbladder function is like, and they can't handle the fats that a keto diet would put them on. So uh, it, this uh, program also tallies that. So it looks at, you know, how, how good would you do on a, on a high fat or low fat diet? Which one is better for you? High protein, low protein, uh, high carb, low carb. Um, which is really important information. And then, you know, like your sulfur, how, you know, do you do well on sulfur, histamine foods, um, certain amino acids or salt or uh, intermittent fasting, or, you know, we, so we tally up all those genes that kind of will influence your ability to handle those particular diets. So it's really handy for practitioners because now you can know like, okay, for you, uh, this is your best diet. You know, stay on, you know, 20% carbs and 40% fats and 40% proteins or whatever their best ratio is. And it was, it was instructive for me because I was like high protein, low carb for most of my life. And I thought that's, you know, that's going to be my lifetime diet because I read a book. <laughs> I read a book about it. And then uh, I got my genetic test back and it turns out, no, not your best diet. Uh, yours is uh, complex carbohydrates are my best and lower fat and lower protein. And it was like, since I shifted that, I feel a whole lot better. And uh, so that was, that was really relieving to me and relieving to a lot of practitioners who can get a real good genetic sense of what's best for their, for their patients. Did I get off track, Anne? Yeah. I answered your question. <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is, the, this is great information. You know, this is the same, this is right along the same lines of the stuff that we teach, um, you know, all, all of our viewers and all of our clients. And it, it's, it's great to hear that from you as well, because there is no one size fits all, you know, we'll have some people that, 
will come to us on the first visit and they're kind of like testing us, like they're interviewing us. And one of the questions that they'll ask is, well, what diet do you promote? And we're like, well, we don't promote any one diet because everyone's different. You know, you may need more carbohydrates and she may need more fat. And we can look at your genes because the data doesn't lie. Like the genes will tell you exactly how you need to eat. So that's like so, so spot on. Yeah, it's very helpful for sure. You know, so I heard you, you mentioned something there. You mentioned compassion. Talk a little bit about what genetic compassion is, because that's something that you mentioned. Tell me what that, what does that mean to you? Well, that's a really good question. And it's something that's near and dear to my heart, you know, partly because again, I, I kind of was beating myself up about um, being depressed my entire life and then realizing it was like, that was biochemical. It wasn't my fault. And then I look at my father who was like a really grouchy guy. And, you know, we carry those things around. Like we, you know, eh, my dad was mean to me. But I looked at my genes, I look at my brother's genes, I look at my mom's genes and I can extrapolate. He had this warrior gene that made him like too much serotonin that makes you anxious and irritable. And it's like, it gave me a lot of compassion. I went, oh, you know what, it wasn't personal. It wasn't him just being mean to me. It was just his physiology. And then another incident that happened in my practice that really kind of opened my eyes and made me think about diet and lifestyle in a whole different way. This woman came down from New York uh, to New Mexico and uh, on a regular basis. And she was so big that she had to buy two seats whenever she'd travel. And, you know, I, what do you do with somebody who's obese? You go, okay, you're eating too much, right? Stop eating, stop the sugar, stop the, you know, we, the things that we know, you know, about health. And she'd say, no, I'm eating, I'm eating well, you know, and a lot of patients would tell me, yeah, that I'm eating well. Well, you know, this went on for a while. And, and then when I switched over to doing methylation programs on, on patients, I put her on a methylate, her first methylation program. She called me up like a week later and she was crying. And she said, oh my God. And she said, I, I have to confess, I was eating like a whole bag of Oreos before bed almost every night, like a whole bag. I said, well, I, you know, it was, it was pretty clear that there was calories going in. She said, you know what? I don't want them. It like, it, like the craving completely stopped. She said, I realized it wasn't my fault that I, it wasn't about my willpower. It was about my physiology. And I went, wow, you know, it hit me like a ton of bricks because we judge people, you know, we go, well, just put the Oreos down, but, you know, have a little willpower, just have a little strength here. Well, it, I started looking at these things in a very different way. I look now I look at sugar cravings as a symptom, not a cause and not a lack of willpower. Mm-hmm. That tells me something. So tell me honestly, what are you eating? What are you craving? And, and that don't don't feel guilty about it because it's telling me something about your physiology. And so uh, that gives people a lot of compassion for themselves and understanding that there's a reason that they're craving sugar. It's because they can't make fuel out of their food. They can't generate ATP. So their body's craving sugar. It's got to, you know, your brain needs that fast sugar. So it's going to, you got to get it. Your brain is very powerful. It's like, nope, we're going to 7-Eleven right now. We're going to get a quart of Ben and Jerry's. That's what's happening. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, I, I really resonate when you say that about the clients, because I, I often, when I'm talking with food about clients, we will have that ex- same exact conversation and taking that blame out of the picture, whether it's you subconsciously blaming the client or the client blaming themselves. And that's what it usually is. The client blaming themselves. When you can right. take that blame out of the picture, you will see a client's 
um, compassion for themselves change, their desire to make lifestyle changes change. You'll see their motivation levels change when you can take that blame out of the picture. I think that's so huge. And that's something that we, you know, we deal with, with our clients as well. Yeah, that's, it's so true. You know, I, I uh, tell people, you won't even want the sugar. Your, your body will go, eh, don't even sound good. When we get it, when we get your physiology right on, it'll just fade away. And that was, that's been true too of uh, drugs. I, you know, when early on, when I was working with the methylation with patients, so, uh, somebody brought in their niece and she's a meth addict, methamphetamines. And a young, young girl, she was in her thirties and she had two young children at home and she would abandon them for a week at a time. You know, that's got to be a pretty strong, powerful drug to pull a mother away from two small children. You know, she loves her kids. She, she didn't want this. This is not something she chose. Uh, but when we started working with her and changing her brain chemistry, she said within a week, I, the craving went away. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, if you've ever dealt with meth addicts, you go, uh-huh, that's nice. <laughs> and you wait because often they're going to relapse very quickly. But she didn't. It went on for a year. She got her kids back. She got her job. She got a job. She got her uh, house and got her life back. No cravings. And then she stopped her supplements and, and then um, she ended up sliding back into the methamphetamine. Well, the, you know, the family called me up and said, don't let her run out of her supplements because, you know, this is, this was working and we will pay. So (laughs) just keep them coming. But uh, it was, and it's been five years now, six years actually. And I watch her on Instagram. She's on my feed and she's, they're all positive posts and they're, she's got her kids and, it was life-changing and it was stunning to me because I didn't know that was going to happen. I was like, I don't know. Let's give this a try. But when we fled the brain with dopamine and serotonin and all the happy hormones, you'll lose your need to like get that dopamine hit from drugs, gambling, alcohol, sex, workaholism, you know, whatever it is that you're getting, wherever you're getting your dopamine hit you flood the brain with it, you lose that. And, and then willpower can take over, you know, there's a little bit of willpower there. But at this point, you know, you do some emotional work, because this person is like, I am not a good person. I'm not a good mother. I suck. You know, they've destroyed their self esteem in the process. And that, you know, takes some rebuilding too, because they don't understand that it was a physiological imbalance that, you know, that the minute they, they try a drug like that, bam, they're hooked. So like opioid is another one. Mm-hmm. There are certain people that don't make the opioid receptors correctly. So the opioids have a more powerful effect on them. Uh, they stay in their system longer and um, boom, they're, they're addicted. And there are genetic variants there. So if you, if you understand that, <laughs> number one, you can know to avoid that, you know, like don't, please don't ever give me an opioid derivative because mm, I've got the genes for that. Uh, in fact, I have, I have those. And when, and when I was in the hospital one time, they gave me Demerol and I was like, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Can I have some more of that? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are, there are so many people around the world struggling with um, their quote unquote, lab, you know, labeling of their, you know, mental health disorder, so to speak, um, you know, which we already talked about, you know, I totally don't believe in those labels, but people are struggling and, uh, they end up, um, you know, 
most of the time accidentally uh, falling into something like, you know, opioids or meth addiction or alcohol, sex, you know, um, you know, um, all different types of, you know, coping mechanisms as, you know, alternate ways. Um, but these issues, you know, have really become, you know, the, the whole stigma around mental health issues is something that, you know, we also are working to destigmatize. Um, what, you know, what is your take on, um, helping society to erase these mental stigmas? Yeah, I th it's a good question, Alina. I guess I should call you Dr. V. Is that what you yeah. call me? You can v? call me Alina. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I. It's a good question. I think it's a matter of education because there's just so much, you know, we, we like to put people in boxes and say, okay, you, you have depression, you have anxiety, you have, you know, you're mentally ill or whatever it is. And like you say, they, they start researching that label and manifesting it and, and wearing that. So I think it comes down to, you know, good education that just these conversations like you, you and I are, and, and are having, uh, I think are super important for people to understand, you know, again, number one, it's not their fault. And there's something you can do about it. There's a way to understand your brain chemistry and your physiology and there are ways to work with it. It doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't matter what you think, uh, but it also matters what genetics you know you inherited. And so, I think yeah, I think it's just a matter of of education and information. What do you think? Do you have thoughts on that? It, that's spot on. You know, we just have to educate people. Helping them to become aware is the first step to change. And, you know, you're doing a fantastic job of bringing awareness and um, we're, we're doing the same thing. You know, we should totally collaborate and see how we can do it on an even bigger scale together because both of us have a big passion and, and too, you know, for helping people that are, you know, struggling with these labels of these different mental health conditions. And, you know, we have found, we have, we have found like 98% of them are fixable. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, some stuff that I never thought was fixable, including, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like say this is hundred percent doable, but one of my doctors had a patient who had a multiple personality disorder that, you know, they say, yeah, that once you have that, you're done and sorry, but she saw all of the personality, the personalities form into one for the first time in her life. And, and she wanted to go out and get a job so that was un, unheard of. And it, it, it's like, wow. So I'm with you. I think, I think very much so the majority of these issues can be explained. Number one, there's a reason for it. It isn't just your bad luck or didn't fall on you or because you had a, a crappy dad or, or a crappy early life, you're doomed to help, you know, cause that's the story. It was a story I had, you know, it's like, I'm depressed because, oh yeah, my dad was mean to me. That's it. But it, it wasn't true. You know, it just, it just wasn't true. Yeah. He was mean, but a lot of people have mean dads and they don't end up depressed for the rest of their lives, you know, or two people can go through the same experience. One of them has PTSD and the other one doesn't, you know, that we have to look at the, the underlying things there is, it isn't linear, like, uh, like we think it is. And again, we, we make up those stories in our head. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's well, I mean, it's a multifactorial approach that you have sure. to take. 
you know, I mean, there's, Absolutely. there are so, there are so many things that we have to look at that can all contribute, um, you know, to someone's brain chemistry, not working optimally, um, or, you know, so many things that can contribute then to how a person is, you know, creating um, patterns or stories in their mind that become these vast highways that they get stuck in these highways of the story that they created that was, you know, could have been secondary to the imbalance in their brain chemistry that could have come from. Uh Oh, she froze. (laughs) She'll come back in a second. That happens sometimes. (laughs) We may never know where they came Let's from. Let's give her a second. <laughs> Are you in a different place? Are you at home? Yeah, we're in, we're in different places. She's in Austin. I'm a bit further south. And, you know, I, I to tie into what you were saying, I think a big part of what we do is also giving people hope that there is an answer there. Because so many people, like we talked about earlier, fall into the pattern of believing those labels and they'll believe that label for the rest of their life. And so a big part of what we do is like Dr. Elena says all the time, you, you're not broken, you know, giving these people the hope to keep looking for an answer, reminding them that they are not broken. Um, and the body's amazing. You see their body heal all the time. Dr. V, you cut out for a moment there, but you're back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know where, where we were. I was just talking about us putting the pieces of the puzzle together and that, you know, it is, it, it is a multifaceted approach and it is, it is complex to, you know, perhaps like, you know, for our viewers, they may go, Oh my God, there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle, but you know, that's why, that's why the world has Dr. J Dunn. And that's why the world has Anne. And that's why the world has Dr. Tori Thompson, who's on our team, who's not here with us today. And that's why the world has me is, is, you know, we can put the pieces of the puzzle together. We understand that it, you know, that we are a mind, body, spirit, and there are multi, you know, a multitude of factors that are involved, including our genetics. Um, And by understanding how to look at all of the pieces of the puzzle and put them together, you know, people can get their lives back. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know. I'm, you know, you, your talk is tribe talk, right? Yes. Yeah. I love that word tribe because I feel like, you know, us, we as natural healthcare practitioners, we are a tribe and we have so much heart for helping people and understanding just what you just said, which is like, it's, it's multifactorial. There aren't any other, I mean, the rest of the world is working on, okay, I'm a, I'm an otolaryngologist. All I look at is ears and, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Look at noses and ears, and you guys look at vaginas, and you guys look at you know, it's compartmentalized, and we're we know that that is just fundamentally wrong because everything is related to everything else, including your emotions are related to how your body works, and your body works a certain way, and it affects your emotions, and you know, there's the structure in there, and you know, it's all we got to look at all of it together, and that that's the holistic approach, which I think is much more. Um, it's just right on. It's just right on in, in trying to get to people's health issues because it's never like, oh, it's not just coming from your kidneys. It's coming from your emotions that affect your kidneys, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I love our tribe. I think we're amazing. And, you know, we're, we're not about money. We're not about getting rich. We're about helping people and helping them empower them. I'm really passionate about that. Having people understand that they can understand what's going on with their bodies. It's not as complicated as a lot of doctors might lead them to believe and that they can understand it 
we, you know, I'm, I'm, we're coming up with a concept too called a PhD in me for, uh, for patients. And maybe you're along the same lines there, educating patients about understanding their own bodies. And- oh, absolutely. And I would love to hear more, more about what you're doing. You know, our approach, when we start working with people, one of the first things we tell them is, look, you know, yes, there are a lot of doctors on our team, but we are not, we are not going to have a doctor patient relationship with you. You already have that with your other doctors. We are going to have a mentoring and, and instructor, um, uh, you know, um, student relationship with you. We're going to teach you how to understand your own body, how to understand all of the different facets or factors that could be adding, you know, causing, adding to or causing your issues. And we're going to teach you protocols that you can use and why you use these different botanicals or herbals or nutraceuticals or whatever it is that you're going to use and why you need to change your lifestyle. We're going to teach you and empower you so that you can get yourself better and that you'll also, you know, have an awareness of a lot of the things that made you sick in the first place so that you can bring about change so that you can help your children and your children's children. And, um, you know, it's only through educating people and, and making sure that they understand how to heal themselves. People need to heal themselves. They need to take responsibility to heal themselves. And so we take that same approach that it sounds like what you're like, what you're putting together. That's what we do. We actually have a brain body mastery restoration program, and it's a 12 month program that we put people through and, depending on what level that they're doing, um, it can include all of their labs over the course of a year so that they can even retest. So for example, like if they're mycotoxins or their mold, you know, toxins are showing really, really high. And we know that that can really cause some massive issues with, with, you know, the DBH enzyme. So now their dopamine converting enzyme isn't working and their dopamine's getting high and their epi and norepi are low. And it's just, and then it's causing, you know, these, you know, autoimmune issues and these gut issues and these fatigue issues. And, you know, now they're not making their, their, you know, their ATP like they should and all of that. We teach them all that. And then we put them on a schedule and teach them why we're going to retest that every four months over the course of a year and show them what to expect on each subsequent test, what to take to, to pull those mycotoxins out of their body, um, what they should be doing to make sure they're not getting current re-exposure. And so everything that we do is teaching them so that they can take responsibility for their own health and they can find their own way back to health and vitality. That's awesome. I love that. Congratulations on that. So that, what is it? One, one weekend a month or something or one day a month or what? Um, no, we actually have a weekly classes that they will attend. Um, they don't, you know, and not everybody needs to necessarily attend all the classes. The classes just go into what's already in the program, in the online program. And so they can go online, you know, they'll go online and they'll just go through each module and they'll learn and there's videos and everything. And then with the classes that we offer, you know, we have our biological coaches that teach them about their lab 
labs and how to interpret their labs and all of that um, and protocols and troubleshooting for Herxheimer reactions and all of that. And then we have our, like, you know, Anne, who is our lead nutrition and lifestyle coach. So we have a couple of, of coaches in that arena, but Anne leads that whole division of that area. And then we have our mindset and repatterning coach. We have our yoga breath therapy coach to teach people how they can use body movement and breath to basically hit the right buttons to pull them out of fight or flight. Um, and so we, and then we have our epigenetics coach who goes in and teaches them all of that. And so we teach them from all facets and it's an online program, but we do have weekly classes that they can jump on if they have any questions or things like that. That is so awesome. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We would, we should have you on as one of our guests one day. That would be a lot of fun. I'm sure everybody would be super excited. I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love that. Well, well Dr. Dunn, it's, uh, it's been incredible hearing from you today and, and just hearing your passion for, for helping people just like, just like we do. And um, my happy genes, how can people find out more about you? You have a website where people can go. Yeah. They, if you just go to myhappygenes.com. Um, if you go to myhappygenes.info, you can download a free ebook. They'll tell you more about it. And uh, if if people want to get their genes tested, um, we can give your your group uh, a discount if if they're interested. And I'll put I, another I'll put it under Tribe Twenty Five, and it'll give you twenty five dollars off the off the cost. Absolutely, that That's sounds great. great. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would love to come back and chat with you guys more. I love what you're doing. You're doing some amazing stuff over there. And I think I think there's some overlap and, and some things where we can help each other and make the world healthier and stronger and empowering. I love I love the concept that you guys are doing of empowering the patient, educating them. And uh, that's so, so important. Absolutely. That that education is such a big factor. And we feel that that's what really helps. That means that our um, relationship we're having some connection issues today. That's okay. It happens when you're when you're on Zoom all the time. But yeah, we we feel like it's that education aspect that really drives our clients to then have the know-how and the confidence mm -hmm. to to carry what they learn forward and have just that healthy lifestyle moving forward. Oh, life-changing. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank uh, you. Thank you for being with us. And we'll we'll connect and we appreciate you offering that discount to our clients. We're going to pass that on to everybody. And um, for all of you listening and watching, thank you for being here with us today. Sorry for the connection issues, but happens when you're when you're on Zoom all day. But again, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week for more on Tribe Talk. Okay. Bye. Thank you guys.